Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to the Words and Nerds podcast, where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. I'm Danny V, and here with me today is co-host James Layton, one of Somerset Stories' sponsors. How are you, James Layton, publisher for Blarican House? I'm very good, thank you. I noticed you posted today that I'm here representing Paris Hilton, circa <laughs> year 2000, which well... means you think I'm here... <laughs> Well, I did look at the schedule and it just had James socialising. So Paris Hilton did a great job of that and you are doing a great job of that as well. (laughs) But good to be here. Wasn't always sure that you checked those posts. Turns out you do. And I have time for your podcast because I don't have much else on. Uh, today, I'm going to say, James, it's our Joel anniversary. Do you know that? Oh, yes. It's our yeah. Joel McCaro anniversary. Well, the way I thought of it was that I was losing my uh, <coughs> Larrikin House uh, virginity. That's <laughs> what happened a year ago. We like that much better. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Joel McCaro, performance poet, soon to be author. We'll talk about that soon. How are you? Just landed. Just landed at the festival. Yeah, I just flew in this morning. Was my um, I'm late because it was my daughter's birthday yesterday. So we were celebrating her seven seven years, which is wonderful. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sassiness is coming your way, my friend. Oh, she's, oh, she's had that for a few years. <laughs> she certainly has it. <laughs> Tell me, what do you love? You were here last year as well as we were. What do you love about Somerset Story Fest? Yeah, it, last year was amazing. I had an incredible time, hence why I am here again. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, besides from all the normal things of Story Fest in terms of kids coming and um, getting to engage with authors and all that kind of stuff, part of it for me is just connection, like the connection I had with you guys last year. Um, is, is connecting with other authors and writers who are in the same industry trying to create stuff and bring it out into the world and those conversations that I've had again with you guys and with a whole lot of other people have been massively influential for me over the last year in terms of thinking about how I go about my creativity and how I bring it out into the world so it's been great mm, mm. awesome and you picked up a book deal this time last year <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I picked up a publishing deal uh, last year, which was really wonderful. Cool. Um, I don't know if I've actually told you guys the story of, of what happened with that. Can you tell us? I mean, I've got a story. So we were sitting out in the tent we just were. over there. We and, um, and I just met you and got to know you and you were like, oh, so we're, we're doing this publishing thing. Have you got a book? We love having new people. Have you got a book? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll pitch it to you tomorrow. <laughs> So then I went back to the hotel and I wrote the book. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh, no. um, 
So I had I had an initial idea of something on the plane on the way up, which was which was the old man yeah. uh, taking footballs from kids, um, which has evolved somewhat. Which has evolved, which has evolved the story. But um, yeah, I went back and I was like, which is which is I kind of is nice in the sense that I think if creativity is about kind of going with the flow and running with with what happens and the opportunities that happen. Knowing that I'd done all this work over the last, whatever, 10, 15 years that I've been writing for, that I could say, yep, I can do it, and I'll have it to you tomorrow, and it'll be sweet. Well, we know you, we knew you could write. I mean, you were making yeah. people cry in the green room with your performance poetry. Yes. So I said to Jay, this man can write. People love him. Sue Whiting is crying. Please sign the man. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out Sue cries at everything. <laughs> we love you, Sue. American house books aren't necessarily about making people cry. It is, but, but it was, it was, cry it was a reaction. It was a reaction, that's right. It was I a wanted vibe. to capture. It was a vibe. Was a vibe. <laughs> and what's this book about then? Oh yeah, so this book that I am publishing that hopefully I think the idea is gonna launch it here next year. Yes, that yeah, is the idea. We're gonna launch this thing. So it's a junior fiction graphic. Um, illustrated junior fiction thing. Um, <laughs> hybrid. Hybrid. It's a hybrid of a lot of things. It's it like a smushing together of um, like it's got a poetic lilt to it. It's got quite a lot of poetry in there. It's filled with comedy. It's a bit of kind of stranger things, spooky creepiness mm. mixed in. Goosebumpsy. Goosebumpsy. So it's called mm. The Urban Legend Hunters. Mm. And this it's first one is about the dreaded Mrs. Smack. Great title. Great I think title. I came up with that. I think, I think I I came up with that. I came up with that. Oh my God. You thieves. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited about this book coming out, and I'm sure I'll jump on the podcast at some time when it comes out, and we'll talk more about it. But um, it's I, I'm I've loved actually the process of doing it has been really wonderful of bringing together those things like poetry, comedy, and creepy, spooky, smashing those together. It, like it's that it hasn't heaps been done before that kind of combination, mm-hmm. and so I've I've loved playing with it, loved playing with words and seeing what came out. How's been working with an editor? Because I don't know that you do that a lot with your performance poetry. Yeah. You write, you perform, you go out there, you probably get feedback from your audience, etc., to see what works. But yeah, yeah. you know, we then said, "Here's your editor." We yeah. edit, etc. Then you came back with edits. How? What, what's that been like? It was wonderful. It was fantastic, actually. Yeah. So normally, my poetry, I'm I'm writing and often performing straight away, or I'm writing and developing and crafting myself, but not getting edited by anyone outside of me myself. Um, and then performing it in front of a thousand people, and they go, "That was crap." Or that was. <laughs> so to have um, to have editor work with me has been has been amazing. It's it's sharpened up to go from what was like. And so in the original pitch was like a kid's picture book, which then turned into junior fiction and graphic and it became a whole thing. And then to go from that first draft to now what it is, like it's such a better story. It's such a more well-crafted uh, story than what it began with. Hot tip, yeah. there are probably a couple more edits going to be away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a few. Just a few. Love a couple more edits. Yeah, were there any cringe moments when you read the edits that were like, oh, oh, you bastards. You bastards, don't do that to me. <laughs> no, there wasn't actually. Like, I'm very, I'm very flexible with my writing and my 
Like I just want it to be as good as it can. You've so been I'm a dream to work with, Joel. Oh, a thanks, dream. Thanks, Danny. Yeah. So far. So far. <laughs> see what happens from here. Don't talk to us. You've had too many coffees, haven't you? You've walked into coffees. this studio and you've just had too many. He's doing a Paris Hilton thing. <laughs> yes, he's doing it. You've got well, downloaded not Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton. Let's, let's make a couple of let's outline a couple of things. <laughs> it's not quite Paris Hilton. You don't have a little. What does she carry around? That little dog. Puppy. Rob Mills. Rob Mills. Could be worse. <laughs> do you have a question for Joel that doesn't involve Paris thinking, Hilton? I was just thinking of Millsy because we saw him the other night at did. Juliet, and he just. Oh, he was amazing. He job. played Shakespeare. Yeah, oh. he was really good. I'm um, pumped to see it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, do it. So you got another book? What's uh, what else you got? In, in um, what are you going to pitch us tomorrow? <laughs> That's right. I'll go right. You got twenty four hours. <laughs> well, I have I have the second book in the series actually. Um, but I mean, I'm the kind of person who has twenty projects on at the same time. Mm. I love doing that. So I've just released a new poetry book called Even Lost Things Glow. You have my copy. Well, right? Do I have your copy? Yes. I, have in my bag I right purchased here. a copy Look, just so everybody knows. I didn't ask for a freebie. Well, you're right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's actually giving it to me during the podcast. Thank you so much. So it's called Even Lost Things Glow. Uh, and it's a compilation of a whole lot of my poetry over the last few years. Um, and there's a bunch of QR codes connected. So I work a lot with musicians, so QR codes connected so people can listen to it and have kind of an immersive cool. poetic experience. Um, and I just released another an album as well, which is, um, which is like a fully improvised, it's called Flow, an improvised poetic meditation. Wow. So it was, it's improvised poetry in a meditative form. Um, and I, I just kind of had an initial, I'm just going to do this thing. I, I'd love to just see what happens. And I hit record. <laughs> and then four hours later, had four hours worth of stuff that I cut down into nine tracks and then worked with a cellist from Nashville who's bought cello behind it. And it's this beautiful, it's, I'm really stoked. It's been, it's been amazing. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. That's a lot. It's a lot to put into something. Yeah, it's a lot, but also in terms of editing, there was there was shit all editing because <laughs> it was all improvised. That's what this podcast really... is, just as a uh, disclaimer. It's just free flowing, just free flowing improvisation. Right. Apologies right. for everything James says. Oh, he just said shit. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Didn't leave that out. It's well. the least of my worries in this interview. <laughs> Very cool. No. What do you love about That's festivals? Right. Well, I do a lot of festivals. I um, I because the last what fifteen years of my life has been kind of full time performance poetry has been my is my main thing, um, and so I I get to perform at festivals all over the world, um, which is an incredible, wonderful opportunity um, and an honor to get to do that. That that's been my job for so long. So I have gone. I don't know how many festivals I've gone to, conferences and festivals, but. It is a heck of a lot. Um, Who's your competition? Like, do you ever see other names on the door and go, oh my God, bloody man? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm fully supportive of all other poets that I. It's not what your face is telling us. <laughs> is there like a, a list of poets that you're up against each other? Is it no, competitive? No, well, I mean, it's competitive in the sense. Like there's poetry slams that are competitive. Mm-hmm. There's poetry, but even poetry, like the poetry slam world, it's not like. I don't know, you hear in some environments there's like those scenes where everyone's kind of pretty bitchy and like um, Eminem. horrible What's scenes. Like movie of being... Eight mile. Eight mile. <laughs> 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 
but this like spoken word scene in performance poetry, there's really not like everyone's very supportive. I'm sure there's a, uh, I'm sure there's some bad eggs or whatever, but um, mostly everyone's like just stoked. It's like the writing other. community. It's like yeah, exactly like the writing and the fiction community. I feel like when something's hard, like writing's hard, performing poetry is hard. Yeah. I feel yeah. like whenever something something is very hard, people. People appreciate other people's work. It's like, yeah. yes, you've got success because I know how difficult or challenging that was. Yeah. Why yeah. do you write? Um, for me, writing, I, I think I write for two reasons. One is for me and one is for others. Um, I think I write to take, to kind of explore what is inside me. Um, as in John O'Donoghue, one of my favourite writers, says that poetry is a fascinating conversation with your unknown self. And so a lot of my writing, I think, is me exploring my unknown self. Of, mm, I like that. Yeah, of looking at the things in my life, the areas in my life that are dark, that I want to ignore, that I, all that kind of stuff, and, and articulating them into language, giving them, I mean, when we can give our shit words, <laughs> when we can give our stuff words and names, and it just helps us to sit with it a lot better. Um, and then bringing that out into the world, the next step, I think, is... Um, it's just as important and just as much why I write to take kind of the wrestles that I have, the things that I struggle with, the, um, to take what happens inside me and to bring it to someone else who inevitably always is going to say, ah, oh, like that, your story is similar to mine, your, that experience that you have is similar to mine, that... And I think when we can do that, when we can offer our works out there, whether they're fiction or poetry or whatever it is, and someone finds themselves in it, um, it's, a, it's a magical thing. It's a beautiful moment um, that changes lives. Like I just got an email from someone um, this morning from 11 years ago in Ottawa um, who saw me perform and then came along to a workshop and she said that day changed her life. Yeah. She's never been the same. She was 15 then, she said, and it was one of those yeah. life-changing moments. So it's I, I just love it, everything about it. That should have been your improvised Yeah, should have been. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joel. We love your work. We love our Joel nursery. And next year you'll be at this. Big ass, long ass one. It's your book. Urban legend. Yes, which the title we are arguing. We came up with. We all know it was me. Oh.